David's scripture. All throughout the book of Psalms and David's love for the word. I told you last week that uh, James or somebody, I think because of the way they got these speakers turned, they've got a little roar in them. As long as you don't turn me down. <laughs> but I took, and as always, when I study, preach, pray, I don't just give you something I've studied. It's something that I have lived. It's something that I have devotions of my own. And so anytime, that's better, anytime that I uh, uh, am preaching, most of the time it is something that God had laid on my heart that I've studied in my own devotion with the Lord. And then I bring it, the Lord will bring it back to me. And so when the Lord speaks to me something, I will go back into that and pull from those old things. Stuff that I didn't have pre because years ago the Lord dealt with me that I preached or studied to preach and I prayed to preach, not prayed and studied because of me and him. And so the motive is everything there. You understand what I'm saying now? And so I said, Lord, I talked to you almost four to six. I spend four to six hours as in my single days with you. So what, what do you mean? And the Lord said, you do it to preach. And so I, all I did is I still had the same time. I still did the same things. I just changed my heart and my motives. So now I pray and I studied for me and him not to preach. So having said that, this study that I'm reading out of right now, that I'm just going to read some from you, is I took all of David's words concerning um, as many as I could remember, and I went through. I took David's words in Psalms and, 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 and just put it in. I didn't put the scripture as far as the chapter and the verse. I just went through and wrote down or copied and pasted the stuff that David said concerning the law, the word, the precepts, the principles of God's word. And it's just like I just read them sometimes. And so the title of this, when I went back, is David's love for the word. And so I just went back and pulled that back up. And I never had preached this, but it's from my own time. But this is one of the things, this is where we stopped last week. And, and I, I read some of this and got into Psalms 1. Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things out of your law. Let me say amen. Open mine eyes that I may behold wonderful things out of your law. My heart, this is where we got stuck and was finished last week. My heart, can you read this with me? This is actual Psalms. Can you read this with me? My heart, say it with me, my heart is breaking with the longing that it has for your ordinances and judgments at all times my heart is breaking with the longing that it has for your ordinance and your judgments at all times princes also sat and talked against me princes david says sat and talked against me but your servant meditated on your statutes your testimonies are my delight and my counselors. Powerful stuff here. David said, princes have sat and talked against me. What did I do when the princes talked against me? When they planned attacks, your servant meditated on your word, your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. Your word, your testimonies, your precepts, your principles, your law is my delight and my counselors. This is what I run to. This is what I go to. This, everybody said, this is my safe place. What is yours? What is your safe place? Who do you run to? We live in a world where we have, we run to people, but run, where do you run to? Where do you find security? Where do you find confidence? 
Where do you? That's one reason. Listen, listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. This is one of the things as a pastor. If there's no hunger in you for this time, the preaching of the word, as a man of God and as a preacher and as a Christian, as a born again preacher, a person for 30 something years, not judging anybody. But if there's no hunger in you for the word, then there's something wrong with your born again experience. Because if you're really born again, you're just going to be, when it's, you love the singing, it's a prelude to this. You love the testifying, you love the worship, you love the mute, you love everything because it's a prelude, but it's bringing you to the center of attention. The word of the living God. You don't need spectacular. Matter of fact, they would stand for hours and just read the word in the Old Testament. Hours. No stories, no commentaries. Just simple reading of the word. And the people wanted more. The most time I love, and I'm going to tell you, as a preacher, this bothers me because I'll be places and there'll be packed house and I'm glad for people that drove an hour, two hours to, to hear me, but I get frustrated because they will sit when the Spirit of the Lord's moving and sometimes they'll just sit because they don't want to be drove two hours and not get to hear me preach. And I'm like, don't you get in trouble with the Lord because if the Lord's wanting to move and you just sitting here, it ain't about me. Now, if that hungers for the word, it's a total different thing because it's going to change the atmosphere. Can you say amen? I, I heard this yesterday. It was powerful. As an old preacher got up and, and rebuked is at a pastor's conference, and he said, we have teachers today. He said, teachers uh, give you information. He said, preachers move you. There's a difference, teaching and preaching. Preaching moves you. But there should be a hunger for the word of God. That's the reason why I have a hard time in my ministry when singers that sing and then they walk off stage and then they don't come back to the altar call. They're drinking coffee or be back there doing their thing. I'm like, you, something's wrong somewhere. I had to rebuke in the Dominican because of that because they would hire in singers and worship people and they would go out and drink. And I said, that's not happening. If we're paying for this, I said, you're, you won't come back next year and sing here. I said, or you're no longer welcome. Give me a Dominican that's from one of these churches let them sing. I could care less about your lights and your band. I need somebody who really wants the word of God. Because to me, a worship leader is not going to sing, walk out, do their thing, and then wait for the singing to come back. That's the way most of these churches are. They should be a hunger for the word of God. If my drummer don't have a hunger for the word of God, he don't need to be on the stage. If my guitar player don't have a hunger for the word of God, he don't need to be on the stage. Are you with me? I had one worship leader tell me, he said, because they, they're very popular and they go around singing all the time and uh, they have to go off, but they're back on Sunday. He said, he, or sometimes they've had to miss. He said, my pastor, he said, it's, a, it's the rule in our contract. He said that even when we're gone, we have to watch it live wherever we are. <laughs> he said, because it's just important to us. Can you say amen? Why is that? Why do you have to be there? There should be such a hunger for the word of God. The Bible said in the last days there's going to be a famine in the land, and that's hearing of the word of God. Now, how can that we got more churches and we got more people going to churches and all this? How can there be a famine of the hearing of the word of God? Because the word of God's not being preached. The word of God is, is, is not being preached. Can you say amen? And so, therefore, David's, and that's what I'm trying to bring to you right now, and you to understand. That's the reason why when there's, and, and then people, I, that's why you see me get a little, sometimes I'll say stuff about this because it, it bothers me very bad because people, when it comes time, they want to, I have people that will call me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday needing help and counseling, but they paid no attention on Sunday. They were either back there talking or either they went back and forth three times, but during the preaching, they were completely mind just, just scattered. They could care less what the preaching was. You don't need my counsel on Wednesday if you don't want the counsel of the Word of God on Sunday. 
my counsel to you on Tuesday morning is no good if Sunday morning's counsel from the Word of God was nothing. If Sunday night's counsel was nothing, then Tuesday's private one-on-one talk with me is going to do you no good. It's not that I don't want to talk to you on Tuesday, but I don't want to, I'm not going to, because the word means, it does, you're not wanting the word, you're wanting affirmation from me. I'm going to hide behind my tree back here. You don't want counsel, you want affirmation. You don't want counsel, you want me to take my time to give to you because it makes you feel important because somebody took time for you. But if you want the word of God, you'll be a student of the word. I done knocked everybody off the truck and got started. I'm I'm battling myself, folks, because I'm like, this Christmas, I should be preaching on the manger. I got tickled. I seen a picture of Somebody posted, and, and all the kids was around the manger doing this. I said, oh, <laughs> we worshiping the baby. Amen. He's not a baby no more. Can you say amen? That's a celebration of it. But I battled with myself. I said, Lord, I'm preaching this, and it should be Christmas message. But you are the word of God. And David says, princes also sat and talked against me, but your servant meditated on your statutes. Your testimonies are also are my delight, my counselors. Are you still with me? Remove me from falsehood and unfaithfulness to you. Say it with me. Remove me from the way of falsehood and unfaithfulness. I want Jesus when I get to heaven. I really do. But after I've been there for a million years, and I'm still going to want him. I ain't going to want to leave, to be honest with you. But if I can slide up next to David somewhere around that throne at his feet, I'd like to chit-chat just a little bit because he's one of my favorite characters because of his intimacy with the Lord. Remove me from the way of falsehood. And unfaithfulness to you. And graciously impart your word, your law to me. Put it in me. Put it in my life. This one gets me. I cleave to your testimonies. Oh Lord. Put me not to shame. I will not merely walk, but run the way of your commandments. When you give me a heart that is willing, teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes. And I will keep it to the end steadfast. Cleave. How many remembers me teaching on cleave? Come here, Caden. Y'all run up here, both of y'all. I can't do it no more. Caden's going to have to be me. JJ's got bigger, too. Boy, don't these boys look handsome today. Let's give them a hand clap. Stop. Hold on to Caden's arm. Turn them that way, Caden. Hold on to Caden's arm. Is this cleaving? No, it's not cleaving. Hold his hand. It's okay. <laughs> if we was in Africa, you'd walk around like this. Your best friends walk around holding hands. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Everywhere in Africa where I was, they were holding, grown men are holding hands. I'm going, uh, in my culture, that's not cool. I said, are these, all these people gay? <laughs> you know, it's like, no, they're best friends. I'm like, well, not in my culture. Hold hands again. Is this cleaving? No. Sister Diana Blythe preached a powerful message in a morning at a camp meeting. Why are you not holding hands? I'm just kidding. 
she preached a powerful message in the morning services of a camp meeting, and she talked about going to the nursing home, and she said, my little nephew would go with me to see my grandmother, and she said that he would say he loved to go to everybody's room, and, he, and, and the nursing home loved it. And so when he would go with her to visit grandmama, he would just go in every room, and all them older people loved the four-year-old. Just got, So the nurses then got used to him, so they would let him, and he would go in all them rooms, and all of them become his grandmama. And he just loved on everybody. Well, she got put in the hospital. <coughs> and he went to see her, and Sister Diana took him to see her. Well, guess what? His little four-year-old mind, he thinks nursing home hospital rooms are the same thing. So he's wanting to go in everybody's room. How many knows you can't do that? So Sister Diana said, hold my hand. And so she had, he was like, Nana, Nana Diana, can I not hold your hand? Can I just hold your finger? Little smart four-year-old. He didn't want to hold her hand because holding hand she had him at any moment he went to slip away what would she do pull him back but he says let me hold your finger because at any time he wanted to he could do what turn loose and go to one of the rooms he was very smart, and she preached and taught that morning and that powerful message on we just want to hold God's finger so we can have steady when we need it, but then go do our own thing. But David said, I cling, I cleave. This is cleaving. Cleave to him. <laughs> this is cleave. Hold on, Bubba. Somebody get a good picture of this now. <laughs> this is cleave. Now watch what happens when Caden moves. Where does JJ go? Goes with Caden. When Caden turns, where does JJ go? He goes with him. No matter where Caden goes, JJ has cleaved to him, both hands and feet. Nothing of JJ is touching the ground. Who's in control? Big, Caden said, big C's in control. <laughs> Who's in control? The Word. The Lord. This is salvation. Cleaving to Jesus. This is what David, thank you boys, give him a hand clap. This is what cleaving means. This is what cleaving means. It means I throw everything I am, wrap my arms and my legs around your testimony. How many say this is my life? Sister Cindy sent me a, a beautiful picture of art. And it's, it's an it's a art thing set up in an art gallery thing. And it's a brick wall that's been laid and the bricks stacked on each other like a brick wall. It's like halfway. And there's a book in the middle of it, right here in, in the middle of it. And the bricks are on it. And it, it says the impact of a book. And the brick walls like this, but when it gets to where the book is, it does this. It, that book impacts the entire brick wall. It's a whole wall across, but that one book in the foundation of it impacted the whole wall, and it says the impact of a book. And she said, when I saw this, I thought of what you're preaching, teaching. It's the impact of the book. It impacts everything. I cleave to your testimonies. I wrap my arms around your word. I wrap my arms and my legs around your word and I hold on. Why? What is it about your testimonies that move me? What is it about? James brought Chase some new shoes. They're blue, white, and red. Are they Adidas? They're Adidas. He found them on sale at Ross. They're gorgeous shoes, but they don't match Chase's clothes today. We had to buy new clothes because he's outgrowed them. He's growing. Praise God. 
So today he put on this pair of clothes that we had for him. They're like a black gray pants and a brown shirt. Well, white, red, and blue don't match that. So we had a complete meltdown this morning. Because Daddy said, put your black shoes on. Because it matches your black gray pants and your brown shirt. So we went into an entire meltdown. <laughs> crying. This this what he his new things right now. Mad face. Fix your hair. Five minutes later, we're still crying and mad. I've got my shower, I'm getting out, and we're still mad and fussing. So I stopped him. I said, stop. Put your hands down. Answer a question. Does daddy love you? Yes, sir. Right. Does daddy buy you the clothes you have on so you can look nice? Yes, sir. I said, does daddy constantly wants to make sure you're handsome? I get your haircuts. I make sure you look sharp. I said, did not daddy say when you walked through with those clothes on while I go, man, look at that handsome dude. Yes, sir. I said, so answer me these two questions. Because somewhere you think that I don't have your best interest in mind right now. I said, I love you and I want you to look nice. Is that not the fact, the law with me and you that I have given you in these years of being your dad? Yes, sir. I said, so why would I not want you to look nice this morning by telling you you can't wear white, blue, and red Adidas? And all of a sudden it clicked. I said, you may not understand daddy's saying, put them on. What I say goes, not what you say. You may not understand me, but when you look at my character, and you look at what I've said to you, you may not understand what I've said in your little mind, but you've got to know he loves me and he wants me to look nice. That subsides and, and, and overrides what I want. So all of a sudden, when I come to this word, and, I, and I, I, some of you have never got to see this, I brought, I had, I made sure I brought it today. This, is, this was my 16-year-old birthday present you got Luke and Deuteronomy you see because <laughs> some of it's fell apart you got tear stains you got sweat stains you say did that get in a storm it did but just not the kind you think did it go through a flood no did it get left on top of the roof and fell off no it's just from years of study that I wore it out. Somebody said, get it resurfaced. Well, I'll do that for you Christmas. I'll get it resurfaced. I don't want it redone. I like it in my closet when I walk in because it's my old sword. Man, that one killed a devil right there. <laughs> well, that one won that warfare there. This one won this. You see them? See that right there? See how that stain, it's, it's ink circled, but then it's faded and it's moved. So either from my tears or either from my sweat, this means something to me. And when I don't understand what this means, I know without a shadow of a doubt that what it says has my best interest. Because he loves me. That's why David says, I will cleave to your testimonies. My heart breaks for longing for thy word. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I can't see in front of me, it's my lamp. You ever hold a lamp at night or your phone? You got your cell phone. You turn it on and you're doing this. It shows you the way in front of you. It's the lamp unto my feet. I may not know what's three feet in front of me, but I know what's around my feet with a lamp. <coughs> 
Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Not, not, not just in guidance, but in safety and peace. I keep getting, there's, you know, America and all this talks about safe places and safe this and safe that. You, you ought to be able to raise your Bible in your hand and say, you are my safe place. The world shall come and go, but not one jot nor fiddle of this is going to pass away. I cleave to this. When all the counsel around me goes opposite of this, I go with this. When society's trying to convince me that this is not infallible, they want us to question this, they want us to put, our, 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 our secular colleges want us to question the Word of God. <coughs> if they can put one question mark in our lives concerning the Word of God, it deludes it in our minds and our hearts because they want to justify their ways. If this is right, then we're wrong. If this is right then we can't do what we want to do. And so if I can put a question mark in it, then, 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 I, then I can go on and do what I want to do because if I can question one, then it makes all of it infallible or fallible. If I can get one question mark in, 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 in one area of it, it makes the whole thing non-trusting. It makes the whole thing non-supernatural. Now, I'm, I'm just going to have church with you if you'll stay with me. If you love the supernatural more than you love this, something's wrong with your salvation. If you love the yay-yays and the nay-nays on you more than you love this, something is wrong with your walk with God. This is the yay-yay and the nay-nay. This is what makes yay, yay, know if it's right or not. The Bible tells me if a prophet prophesies anything that does not line up to this, mark them. I'll never forget in my life, Pastor Kalinsky at a camp meeting, James get tickled, he'll, he could tell you, we were standing in the foyer and some sideline prophet walked up to prophesy to Pastor Kalinsky. In the foyer. All of a sudden they said. She hollered out. She said stop. I said what in the world. I'm shaking hands. She said stop. Don't say another word. If you want to prophesy to me. Let's go in here in front of everybody. And you prophesy. I want everybody to hear what you got to say. Well y'all looking at me funny this morning. They didn't want to prophesy no more. She said, if it's the Spirit of God moving on you want to prophesy, you can prophesy up here in front of everybody. <laughs> Pastor, are you against prophet? No, sir. But I'm telling you, when there is a lack of love for this, come on, somebody. You ever watch people come here to Silva and they come here to Silva, if he don't do any of that prophesying, they start leaving early? They start leaving early. You don't know why? They didn't come to hear this. They come for him to. But I'm going to tell you something. I've been in this thing 34 years. I've forgotten prophecies. But this is what I've held on in the midnight hour. Because prophecy comes through a vessel. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me, Pastor? This comes through a vessel. Yes, but this has stood the test of time. Not one jot nor thittle shall pass away. Written over how many years? 30-something hundred years? Amen. Every bit of it lines up precept upon precept. Amen. Do I love the supernatural? You better believe it. But I love the supernatural. Amen. In the boundaries of this. Somebody say, man, I need your word. I need your word. And I'm going to tell you, the letter killeth, but the spirit maketh alive. 
If your studying of this leads you down a road of non-worship, I said it a few weeks ago, I'm going to say it again. If your study of this leads you down a road of non-worship, takes you away from praise, takes you away from worship, takes you away from a life in the Spirit, your direction is wrong. When you're reading this and studying this, it's going to lead you to a more intimate more worship, amen, it's not going to lead you away. It's not going to lead you away from dedication to the house of God. It's not going to lead you in a way from a dedication of worship time. Matter of fact, you won't be, come on, somebody sitting on the sideline not wanting to praise, not wanting to worship. You'll be wanting to worship more than you ever have because the letter, because that's what the enemy does. Once you, The enemy will say, I can't get them here, so I'm going to take this here and get them caught up over here, and they'll follow the letter. The letter can it, but the Spirit maketh the life. This Word is Him. He is the Word. The Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. This is Him. If you want to know what He looks like, look at this. If you want to know what He feels like, read this. If you want to know what He sounds like, read this. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This is alive! Folks, I've went into prayer and came out of prayer with nothing but this and felt like I could chase a bear with a fork. You'll know why. There's power in this. There's life in this. Somebody lift your hands and give him praise in this house. <coughs> the devil knows and trembles at the word of God, but yet, the de- come on, the devil's not saved. You can become religious. Amen. But I, what I'm saying to you is there's more than just a head knowledge of this. There's a heart knowledge of this. David said, I cleave to you, O Lord. My heart longs for you. My desire, if there's a lack of desire in your study, then what you're studying is going down the wrong road. It'll lead you to the river. It'll lead you to the Spirit. It'll lead you to a dependency on the Holy Ghost heaven can you say man somebody say it again I cleave to your testimonies oh Lord put me not ashamed I will not merely walk but I'm on run somebody say man Lift your hands right now and say, I ain't going to merely walk to you. I'm going to run the way of your commandments. I'm not just going to haphazardly just walk toward your word. I'm going to run to your word. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to let this be my light in a dark hour. I'm going to let this be my guide in a dark hour. Praise be to God. Every I'm not taking a step without the guidance of this. I'm not making a decision without the guidance of this. Somebody say amen. Praise God. I'm going to not just merely walk. David said, I'm going to run the way of your commandments. When you give me a heart that is willing, give me a heart, Lord. He's leaning on the Spirit. You see what I'm trying to tell you? He's leaning on the Spirit. He said, this is not natural. But if you, Holy Spirit of heaven, give me a heart that's willing, I'm going to run. I can't stress this enough. Give me a heart that's willing. That's why it's prayer, worship, and the word. There ain't but three things I can do. Pray, worship, read. Pray, worship, read. Not just pray, not just worship, and not just read. But pray, worship, read. I can't do anything else but pray, worship, and read. My works are no good in this kingdom, but pray, worship, and read. And when I've done all, to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. Pray, worship, read. 
Come here, Austin. Again, Brother Larry ain't here. He usually does it. Pray. Worship. Read. This is why hell can't stand. Hell can't stand these three things. Worship. Pray. Word. He wants to have Satan wants to have a conversation because as long as he can get you in a conversation, you're not. He wants to chit-chat, but you just keep a hand lifted and the eyes down and your knees down. Praise God. Hey, man, you may pray walking, and that's fine, but I'm just saying the, st- the stance you don't have to worry about as long as there's prayer, worship, and the Word. Satan wants to have a conversation. That's what he had to have with Jesus. He said, if you are, if you are, if you are, if you are. Satan only comes to you with a question mark. If you are, if you are, if you are. If you're the son of God, then do this. If you're the son of God, then do that. And the Bible said, what did Jesus say? He's in the, he's in the wilderness praying and worshiping. Come on, he's the word. So he's in the word. And he says, it is Written. Hallelujah. It is written. It's not being written. It is written. It is settled. Some of you need to get it. It is written in your spirit. You're going to need to get the ball. You need to get it is written in your spirit. You need to get it in written. It is written in your mind. And then it is written in your heart. I don't care what you're saying. It is written. It's written. Say it with me. It's written. But if you're not studying and you're not wrapped up and you're not grabbing and eating it and walking with it, you don't know it's written. It's written. What is the words written? And Satan hates this because he said, Jesus, do this. Turn the stones into bread. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Do the supernatural. More powerful than the supernatural. It is written. You can have a notebook full of prophecies. And they, all they do is confirm what's already there. That's what you stand on. It's a confirmation of that. But more than that, and shaking your notebook in the devil's face, shake the book in his face and say, it's written. You don't believe me? It's alive. I was in a, in a Christian school and a woman filled with the devil, possessed. Right in the middle of the service, we were singing. It was in chapel now. We had such a move of God in chapel, they would come to see, people would come to church. And this woman came when her children was in the school. She manifested in a demonic spirit. She started slithering like a snake in a pew, come out of the pew down into the seats, slithering up. We went to pray and we was in revival. We prayed about it all day. She come, came back. I mean, she was there to that nighttime. We was praying. Pass away. She came back, I'm sorry. She came back that night. I'm preaching, praying. We're singing the Lord. She's talking in a tongue. Like it's the Holy Ghost. And if you didn't know the difference, you'd have thought it's the same. Boy, y'all quiet on me now. I, and that, the Spirit of God was moving on me. And I said, you lying tongue. You false spirit of hell. There is a real Holy Ghost. I said, grab me a Bible. Because I've used the Bible in demon possession all over the nation and the other parts of the world. 
And when you put that Bible on them, they can't take it. They'll try to get it off of them. Folks, I'm telling you right now, you, you, you can argue with me all day long. Come with your 15 arguments. I ain't believing none of them because I've seen it with my own hands. I've experienced it for myself. I turned around and said, give me a Bible. I placed that Bible on her. She didn't do nothing. She didn't scream. She didn't holler. She didn't slap. She didn't try to get it off of her. She kept doing her little thing. And all of a sudden, when she started talking that tongue, I said, hey, there is a real Holy Ghost. And I flipped that Bible open and started reading Acts chapter 2. I said, I'm going to show you the real Holy Ghost. There's a real Holy Ghost. Come on, there, Pentecost. And I started reading it, and I got through the first lines and realized what the problem was. It was a new translation that took out words. And put, that's the reason why all those words of those translations I use as a commentary, not as the Bible. Folks, I took that Bible and slung it. When I did, it hit the wall and bounced off. When I did, I said, somebody get me a real Bible. And I'm not, I'm not talking about this, this woman's eyes is rolled back in her head. You ain't seen nothing but white and a voice is coming out of her. When I placed that Bible on her chest this time, it's a whole nother world. She become like a raging lion. I said, aha, now we know why. Come on, somebody. But I said, upon the word of the living God, shut your tongue and don't you say another word because that ain't the real Holy Ghost. There's a real Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. And it's in the book. And I started quoting the book of Acts and the Spirit of God filled them and they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utter and demonic started, the demon started, to, amen, leaving. Are you hearing me? Why? The word of the living God. Oh, y'all bored with me today, aren't you? I am telling you right now, it's not just a letter that's been written. It's a living word word. It's got power. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Austin. I know you're getting tired, but praise God. But you can fight through the storm. My the anchor holds though the sails been battered. The anchor holds. I thought he was the anchor. He is. This is him. You can't separate him from this and this from him. This this is the anchor. This is the bright in the morning star. This is the rose of Sharon. This is the treasure of heaven. Put in written form. Therefore, David said, I'll run to it. I won't merely walk to it. I'll run. Teach me the way of your statutes and I will keep it to the end steadfastly. Come back, Austin. Because I'm going to tell you how I made it through. Lay on the ground. On your side. Hold it. Don't let it touch the ground. Put your knees up in a fetal position. Why is this messing me up? Because this has been my posture. When I'd come home from high school and I'd been around the ungodly, I'd run to my room and I'd wrap my arms around and I'd lay in that position and I'd scream and I'd cry and I'd pray. Don't you say this often? Don't let me quit. Don't let me quit. Say it loud. Please don't let me quit. Please don't let me quit. Please don't let me quit. Because if I know me, I'll mess up. I will, I will what? Please don't let me quit. And for hours, that's the only prayer that I could pray. But folks, it's what took me through. I held on till the storm was over. Not because I'm good. Not because I'm great. Not because I'm good. I just held on. Won't you lift your hands all over this house? 
and give him glory. That's still prayer, praise, and worship. Don't let me quit. I'm telling you, thank you, buddy. Your pastor is here today to tell the story because that was where I was at for days and hours, even when I was 20s, even in my 30s, even in my 40s. It's still the only peace I have, the only hope I have. Oh, don't let me walk astray. Oh, don't let me go astray. Don't let me lose sight. Don't let me lose grip. I want to be steadfastly in your word. You have a relationship with the word. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands all over this house. I'm not just out of breath. Hallelujah. Don't have nothing to say. It's just an atmosphere right now. Praise God. Once you look at this, Psalms 138. I know we're going to go out of this, Dylan. I want you to see this. Let's go to the next one real quick before we do that. The next one. I will keep your law continually forever and ever. What's that mean? Come on, say it with me. I will keep your law continually forever and ever. What does that mean? Hearing it. Receiving it. Loving it. Obeying it. (laughs) Come on, CJ. I'm at a standstill. What are you trying to do, Pastor? Psalms 1. He that delights in your word and walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That's going to be a, a happy man and a happy man. Amen. Matter of fact, amen. One writer writes it like this. Oh, the happiness of that man. Not, not, not just blessed is the man, but but, but a translation is, oh, the happiness of that man. Oh, say it with me. Oh, the happiness of that man. Oh, the happiness of that man. Oh, the happiness of that man. What man? The man that walketh not in the counsel, the influence, the guidance of the ungodly. Folks, They're going to come to you. The people you work with, the people you go to school with, they're going to mock you. They're going to make fun of you. They're going to look like you're the intruder. Come on, somebody. You get in their vehicle. They're going to blare their music. They get in yours. They're going, Caden just had this happen. Amen. He had to ride someone. They had their, they got in his car and they said, you mean to tell me you're going to play your Christian music while I'm in here? He said, yes, I'm going to play my Christian music while you're in here. Because if I ride with you, you play yours. I'm going to blare mine. That, that, that's just their mindset. That's just the way they think. They're bold. They're going to give you, but blessed. Oh, happy is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. I'm not ashamed of my worship, my love, and my Bible. Somebody say, oh, happy, oh, the happiness of that man. I'm going to keep loving it. I'm going to keep hearing it. I'm going to keep receiving it. I'm going to keep obeying it. I sent you this, Dylan. Let's see this real quick. As to the character of this happy man. I want you to see this real quick. There it is, and we're going to turn. Say it with me out loud. As to the character of this happy man. Say it out loud. Oh, to the character, as to the character of this happy man. He walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. We must needs be in the world. We got to be in this world. Are you with me? There's no way out of it. We got to be them because we are the light. So you can't walk around shy and bashful and hid. 
They need you. But here's the thing. We must need, say it with me, we must need be in the world. That's not, a, that's not quoted wrong. That's the truth. We must needs be in the world. Not dreamers among the shadows. Stop right there. That means I'm not sitting on the sideline wishing I could listen to their music. Boy, y'all ain't going to like me. Because you won't open your mouth for your worship and your songs, but let, let some country song come on or let some, you, you at the Christmas party at work, next thing you know, you out there breaking it down. Some of y'all won't sing nothing, you won't say nothing, you won't do nothing, but you put on a song that y'all love from that world and y'all, y'all get all into it. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Boy, I'm going to get quiet now. I've I seen old Travis. Travis at the Christmas party the other night. He ain't sung up here on this stage none, but he was singing on that stage. He is breaking it down. That boy can sing. But he ain't sang up here. Everybody say, Travis, you need to be singing on the stage if you're going to sing like that. They were having some kind of fun game. I'm not preaching against them on that. I'm talking just cutting up with him. But that's the way we are. Somebody say, I must needs be in this world. Not a dreamer in the shadows. I'm not dreaming to be like him. I'm not dreaming to be like her. I'm not over here wishing I could do what they're doing. I'm not over here wishing I could be like that. Because guess what? You're more miserable than they are. You're stuck between two worlds. You're neither in this one and you're neither in that one. And you're miserable. And you're going to live a life and die and still go to the same hell that they did when you could have done what they did and live like they did on the earth and still went to hell. Some of you need to throw your hands up right now and say, God, help me. I'm a dreamer in the shadows. I don't dress like them, but I wish I could. I don't dance like them, but I wish I could. That ain't going to make no difference in this world. Somebody say it, a dreamer in the shadows. Somebody say, I don't want to be a dreamer in the shadows. But men among men. Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I'm a man among men. The world has need of us. Everybody shout that out loud. The world has need of us. Who? Them that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the, or standeth in the way of sinners, nor walketh in the way of the, the scornful. Say, I shout it out with me. The world has need of us. The workshop has need of us. And the office demands us. The secular cares of this world are of necessity upon us. But the secret of true happiness is moral non-conformity. They need me, but I'm not conforming to them. Come on, somebody. They love Cindy. Her hall loves her. Her friends love her. Until it comes to the parties. Until it comes, because Cindy stands as a beacon because she loves them, she talks to them, she is as close to them as they are everybody else, but she's non-conforming. Therefore, they don't want her at the party because she won't drink. And she stands as a beacon of light that says, you cannot, you don't have to do this. You can be at a work party and still not drink. You can be at a work party and still not live like us. But don't you go in with your head beat down. That's what the enemy loves to do. He does it. Does it to her, does it to everybody. You'll walk in that school. You'll walk in that job with your head beat down. I'm the only one. No, sir. You hold your head up high and say, they need me. They need me. Matter of fact, they demand me. Their lives demand me. I'm the only beacon of light they're going to see. And the beacon of light that shines is I am a non-conforming man among men. I am a non-conforming woman among women. Lift your hands all over this house. Come on, lift your hands all over this house. You won't get invited to the parties. You won't get invited to hang out. But I can promise you one thing. Praise God. 
when all hell breaks loose. They're not coming from the one that's a lizard and a chameleon that changes with the colors. They're not coming after the one who is whatever they are with whoever they are. They're coming for the non-conforming, the non-compromising. And they're going to look you up and they're going to say, I know what you've got's real because in the test of time, you don't change. Somebody say they need Man, I'm done. Go with me to Psalms 138, I believe it is. Powerful words. Hallelujah. I love this as I'm closing. This is my notes. It ain't going to fit here, but it just fits in my spirit and made me do a, do, a, do a little jig in my truck. I got it this morning when I was re- rereading my stuff, Brother Courtney. You know what St. Augustine, Augustine says? He calls it the chatter. Somebody say chattereth. He meditates. Somebody say meditates. This is on down there where it says the man who's happy. Oh, happy is the man who, who doesn't walk, sit, or stand, but meditates on the word. You ready? St. Augustine changed and said in his commentary, he said, he chattereth. Say it again. Say it with me. He chattereth. This is what St. Augustine said. You ready? He said, the word chattereth. So in these spring days, we hear the sparrows flying. They're chattering with their hearts full of the prophecy of bloom and fruitfulness. They're, they're chattering. You know what they're saying? It's a coming. It's a coming. Blooming's coming. Fruitfulness is coming. The spring's here. We're about to... <laughs> I know things look bad right now in this season, but they're chattering. You know what them birds coming in are telling us? It's a coming. It's a coming. Them that meditate on the word. It's sitting there going, it's a coming. It's a coming. It's a coming. There's coming fruitfulness. There's coming blooming. There's coming fruitfulness. There's coming blooming. There's coming fruitfulness. Woo! Somebody say amen. Why, when your heart is full of this, you're chattering, saying, the season, you can't see it now, but the flying of the sparrows and the chattering of the sparrows, they're prophesying. No matter how bad it is right now, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. The season's changing. And we're here to let you know that the seasons have changed and blooming's coming and fruitfulness is coming. Do I got anybody who want to lift your hands and chatter? Come on, lift your hands and just chatter the Word of God. Come on, all over this house as you turn into Psalms 38 and we go home with this. You won't get me tonight. Psalms 38 and 2 in the Amplified. Come on, lift your hands all over this house and chatter. I dare you to shout, it's coming. Shout, it's coming. Hold on to your word and say, it's coming. Praise God, the birds show up before the season. Woo! The birds show up before it comes. And they're prophesying. It's coming. Blooming's coming. Fruitfulness is coming. I don't see it. But that's what meditate. St. Augustine said, it chattereth. I'm done. Just to prove more point. Huh? 138 and 2. Thank you, Dalton. 138 and 2. You ready? Say it with me out loud as you get ready to come to this altar. I worship towards your holy temple. I praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word and you have magnified your word above all your name grab your Bible and say it's coming it's coming my financial breakthrough is coming If I've been faithful to this law of this book, my financial breakthrough is coming. 
if I've been faithful to this book, if I've lived by its principles and precepts, and my finances, it's coming. It's coming. If I raise my children to the best of my ability since I've been born again, it's coming. It's coming. Praise God. I dare you at Christmas look at them all the table and say, I got a word for you. It's coming. Whether you like it or not, you're going to be a man of God. You're going to be a woman of God. Woo! Hallelujah. Woo! Amen. I'm loving this season of life with Sailor. And I told Brandon James that I'm going to probably get in trouble for posting stuff like I did this week. But I'm going to tell you, I couldn't help it. I post one thing, but then I post that yesterday, day for you, because her eyes are just gorgeous. Amen. I'm loving this season that I was in, that we're in right now. Because of the bad seasons that we was in, we've been in, and have won through. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. It ain't easy. And James, I testify to you. Amen. When we would argue and fight as a teenager, go through three cell phones. Come on, somebody. He'd stand nose to nose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Tice, we'd stand nose to nose, and he'd look at me and say, I am not you and mom. You are super spiritual. You're freaks. Not in a bad way, but he's talking about because of our love and desire for the Lord. He said, not everybody's like you. I'll never be you. And when I couldn't argue no more, I'd wait till I hear him snoring. And I'd be praying and I'd crawl in his room and lay down beside the bed. And I say, you foul spirit of hell. He ain't listening to me right now. But you will. You have no rights over him. You have no rights over his life. You have no rights over his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My authority has nothing. But when I'm submitted to the word, it has the authority of everything. Praise God. I'm loving this season that I'm in because of the word that took me through the seasons of nothing and the tough days and the tough times. Hallelujah. That was in his 17th year, I think. 17th year. When the devil said, out of that demon-possessed girl, I'll destroy your children. He said, I'll destroy your children. Kaylee almost died in the van wreck a week and a half later. Caden was in the womb. Caden just moved from up top to the bottom. He had slid down to get into the birthing position when the steering wheel hit her right here and a little blood came forth. But it, the doctor said if it had been a week and a half earlier, it would have hit him right here and it would have killed him. But she, he had done moved into the birthing canal. Now I got a big 240 pound, six and a half foot, one and a half foot. Amen, baby boy. Come on, somebody. And I got a beautiful baby girl over here. But the devil said, I'll destroy your children. She was just two. He went born. And James, the only one he could attack spiritual was James. He attacked her physically. He attacked him physically. But God, in his divine mercy, I'm telling you, you know the devil screamed in my ear when we had that wreck. Hallelujah. Praise God. That glass mangled Kelly's face right here. Amen, right here. Scarred. Looked like a, they took her face and a ground it up in hamburger meat. It's just hanging. My daddy, it was so bad when daddy walked in the emergency room and he come through the curtain. He looked at her and saw her and fell to his knees and he crawled the rest of the way to the bed. <laughs> Crying and praying. Hallelujah. When I brought her home, it looked so bad. The daughter said that her God touched her and healed her. Said her eye would never open and close on its own. It cut the muscle that did it. And seven and a half hours of surgery. I'm telling you, he said she'll never open her eyelid. Her eyelid will be like that because it severed that muscle. But I'm telling you what. In two hours, she opened it. And closed it. Hallelujah. But I got her home to my granddaddy. And my granddaddy, that was her pride and joy. When we walked in and he seen her face. He said, oh, my God. And it, the devil said, for the rest of her life, every room she walks in, 
They'll say, oh, my God, what is that? Who is that? What's wrong with that girl? But now you can't even see it unless she gets mad. And you can barely see the scar. So it's going to be something for a husband. If he don't want to see it, he don't make her mad. I'm just kidding. I taught her it's where the angel kissed her because it was. So when kids at school said, what's... She said, the angel kissed me. She believed it too till she got old enough to know and understand the angel didn't kiss me. That's a wreck. But the angel did kiss me because I'm alive. I held on your word. Stand all over this building in the spirit. Why did you say that, Pastor? Why are you preaching on that? Because I want you to know that it ain't all. It ain't all. Beds of roses. We've been through some bad seasons. But I'm, I, I'm messed up now with old St. Augustine. I'm chattering. I'm chattering. I'm a sparrow before the season gets here. And the... <laughs> I'm coming in to let you know blooming season's on the way. Somebody say amen. I'm walking into work chattering. I'm going to school chattering. Blooming season's coming. Fruitful season's coming. Lift your hands all over this house and say I'm going to be a sparrow prophesying the coming season. Amen. If you say, Pastor, I want to walk in his word like that. I want to stand in his word. I want to sit in his word. If that's you, come meet me. Amen. I thought I was, I, when I looked at my clock last, it's 12, 12. I'm, I'm 12, 30. Come on, right now. If you want to leave, if you got to leave, we understand we love you. We'll see you tonight.